Were you there when they crucified the Lord? What would it have been like? What would you have seen? What did they see? The soldiers gambling, the leaders sneering, the people standing, watching. What did they see? What did Pilate see? Well, Pilate saw an innocent man. He knew he was innocent. But Pilate saw a harmless religious enthusiast. Pilate saw collateral damage as he seeked to maintain his grip on power. What did they see? What did the mourners see as they trailed behind Jesus as he carried his cross? Were they mourning for him? Or did they mourn for all who faced such a barbaric death? What did they see as they wept for him? A friend? A failed leader? One in whom they'd put their hopes? An innocent victim? What did they see? What did the Jewish rulers see? An object of contempt? A phony, a fraud, a false messiah, one who claimed to be the son of God, God's promised king, the messiah. He was a blasphemer. What did the people see? We're told the people stood there watching. It's ambiguous, isn't it? Were they the ones who hours before had been calling for his death? Are they just interested in the events that are, uh, that are unfolding before them? What did they see? Something of interest but largely irrelevant? What did the soldiers see, those professional executioners? An object of mockery, the king of the Jews. What did they see? Did they see this man as a novelty amongst their normal clientele of bandits and terrorists? What did they see? Well, whatever any of them saw, there were things they clearly didn't see. Things going on of a scale much greater than any of them seemed to perceive. Things of much greater significance than just another day. What didn't they see? They didn't see that these events were of such significance that creation itself spoke about them in darkness and with the tearing of a curtain. In fact, what they didn't see was what they themselves were witnesses to. The gambling soldiers and the sneering leaders. In those actions, they were bearing witness to who this man truly was. They were fulfilling the prophecy of God's anointed king. Back in Psalm 22, 
Let me read this to you. Does this ring a bell? Written centuries before. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. And later, dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircle me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garments. What they didn't see was what they themselves bore witness to. As the soldiers mock him with wine vinegar, they fulfill another psalm, Psalm 69, verse 21. And as the leaders taunt him, criticise him, you reckon you're the Messiah? You reckon you're the Saviour? What are you doing up there then? Save yourself if you're that one, the chosen one of God. The king of the Jews. Again, they failed to see what was right before him. They thought if he was the Messiah, then surely this was not the way of the Messiah dying on a cross. If you're the chosen one of God, surely this is not how it's supposed to work out. And yet again they missed and the Jewish leaders ought to have known better. We heard before that reading from Isaiah 53 that shows that God's chosen one would indeed suffer for his people. Did you hear it? But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. They thought if he was the Messiah, he should come down off the cross. But because he was the Messiah, he chose to stay there on the cross. They said, because you could save others, surely you can save yourself. He knew that the way to truly save others was by not saving himself. They didn't see what was going on before them. There were two other witnesses who saw something of what was going on. A close view, in fact. Two criminals, one on his left and one of his, on his right. One criminal, we know the first one. Well, he treated Jesus, what did he see? Perhaps a way out. Somebody who owed him something. Save yourself and us if you are the Messiah. Demanding of Jesus. And then there was one who truly saw what was going on. The other criminal. What had he seen? Had he been aware of the events of that morning? 
the coming and going of Jesus to Pilate and Herod and back again, the cries of the crowd. Did he know any of that? I don't know. What did he see? He saw as people were driving nails into his hands, a man praying for their forgiveness, providing the means for their forgiveness. One who endured the assaults and mockeries of those around him and responded not with vitriol but with compassion. Perhaps he could see the sign hanging above Jesus on the cross. Typically this would show what this man had been accused of. Perhaps his own said terrorist, murderer, insurrectionist. And what did Jesus say? What crime did they pin on him? King of the Jews. Now this man saw what no one else could see. That Jesus was truly a king, a king not just of the Jewish people and not just of an earthly kingdom. For he cries out to him, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Here is a man who could not have looked less kingly, naked, bloody, dying on a cross. His death would come in the next hours. And yet this man saw what no one else could see. There was a kingdom beyond this, a greater kingdom. He saw that this was an innocent man suffering what he deserved not to suffer. He saw that he himself deserved what he was getting and made no demands on Jesus but simply threw himself on his mercy. Simply remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he received, I suspect, much more than he ever thought or imagined when Jesus said, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. One man amongst all that crowd. After Jesus died, the centurion, perhaps the head of the execution squad, having seen the events as they unfolded, having seen the darkness and the tearing of the temple curtain, praised God and said, surely this is a righteous man. He saw something of what Jesus was, but it still seems that he didn't grasp what that second criminal on the cross saw, that Jesus was truly a king and a source of all mercy. So what did they see, all those witnesses there? The leaders, the people, the soldiers, the criminals... What did they see? What would you have seen had you been there? Anything different? It seems that all those responses represented by the crowds and the people around, we see today, don't we? 
We see the people who think, Jesus, yeah, he's an interesting figure of history, but largely irrelevant. We see people who treat Jesus as an object of scorn or of mockery or of contempt. A harmless enthusiast, a failed leader. Many of us might also extend to the response of the centurion, Jesus is truly a good man. And leave it at that. Many of us, whilst recognising God, might treat him like that first criminal and make demands of him. Believe in Jesus, believe he's the son of God, but largely give him no attention until I need something. And I come to him and make demands with expectations. And no more so at our death. There's a German poet, Heinrich Hein, I think, uh, died in 1856. A priest went to see him as he was approaching death and asked him what he thought would happen. Well, God will forgive me. That's his job. Now, many of us don't say it as blatantly as that, but that's how we respond, that's how we treat Jesus. Of course he'll forgive us, it's his job. What do you see? We're not there, but we're witnesses as we hear the story of Easter told. What do you see? An interesting, irrelevant figure of history? Someone to make demands of? Or do you see a king of a greater kingdom than anything here on earth? An eternal king. A loving saviour who died for his people. By his wounds we have been healed. A source of mercy and hope. Not only at our death, but in our lives here and now. What do you see?